everyone, and welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Cavanaugh, and it's been a while, but still next to me is... Will Alexander, I'm still here. Don't count me out till you see the dirt going in the hole, man. It's so good to see you back, Will. So good to be back doing this uh, podcast that we enjoy, even though we don't care if anybody else does. Anyway, <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about <laughs> some big entries this week, or this past weekend, um, and it looks like it's a good sign for the sport. Also, weather issues. What are we going to do? Sportsmanship. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Get smart. Love and respect the sport. All that and more right here on the Dog Show Drive. Don't worry, be happy, young William. How are you, buddy? Oh, that was the best. I love that song. Me too. Yeah. Welcome back, man. Haven't seen you in weeks now. Good to be back. It's good to be anywhere. It is. I'm telling you, I know, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm so happy that you're back, young William. Um, I'm so back. I'm happy I'm back. I'm so back. I'm so back. I got that. Good thing we have subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, well, I my, our granddaughter was over visiting yesterday. She's two years old, and we were watching a science show together about non-Newtonian fluids. I'm sure you were doing the same. I couldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. Well, I, I like teaching about those things, and she was obsessed with this. And it's um, it's a, I can, now I forget the word. It's a it's a term for a liquid that when it's liquidy, you can swish it around like liquid. But if you apply pressure to it it becomes a solid until you let go of it. Then it becomes a liquid again, unlike the viscosity of any other fluid. So I teach her the word, which is like oobly goo or something. I forget the word. She goes home and tells her mother, teach me about these, these fluids. And the name is definitely in Spanish. <laughs> Don't worry. Teach yeah. your colors in Spanish. So yeah. uh, it was one of those mornings. Anyway, that's what happens when you're grandfather. You end up in all these knots with uh, teaching and learning like we do in dogs. Young William, what did you learn in dogs this weekend? Well, what did I learn in dogs? Oh, you know what? I judged at the Elgin County Kennel Club, Mike and Sandy Jell on this show. I had the best time. You know, I judged. I, I, there was about 400 dogs. I think it was a good entry for them because they go against another larger show in Cornwall, and they both averaged about four to 500 dogs a day. So they, wow. it was a really good for a, two Ontario shows to get that kind of numbers. Uh, it's but, good you know, in America. But uh, I judged a retriever specialty on on the Thursday. And you know what? I had the best time. I, know I, I only had about 28, I think, total. Um but you know how you go away from an entry and just feel good about the entry? I mm -hmm. really did. I felt really good about the entry. The, the the exhibitors knew what to bring me. There was none of this, oh, what am I going to do with this? Like it was, it, I had a really good time. That's the first time 
well, I don't want to say the first time. It was a, it was one of the only times I've walked away from a retriever, especially, and been really, really happy with my entry and not been upset with where with the direction things are going. You know, no black drone, no um, what do you call those things? Those dryers. What do you call those forced dryers? Forced yeah, there was a front yeah. forced. With there was those. obviously some because that's just the way they do it. Um, but I had a I had enough positive to outweigh all those things. And I, I just I just know and in and, and, and my heart I was happy with what I did and uh I really enjoy I want to thank the exhibitors for bringing me those dogs. I really enjoyed myself. So well it's a breed where you often get long, low, open coated dogs. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. And I was raised up here in Canada, obviously, in the in Ontario, where we had an abundance of English bred dogs. So and that's nothing to do with the color. It, it's all about bone, pigment, shape. Um, and their anatomy is is so well structured because they they were they're, they were sent over from where they originated, so they had to do their job. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to see one. Well, I don't want to see one jump in the water and sink to the bottom because it can't hold the water that's absorbing into its coat. Yeah. But I had a good time. I don't want to. I don't want to. Dis, I don't want to dismiss the dogs because you know people like what they like. But uh, I really enjoyed myself. So. And also, we have to say, there's some great American bred dogs. Oh, for sure, there is. Oh. For sure, but it's there nice is. when you get a preponderance of the type that you enjoy and that is your template. It makes it makes you feel great because sometimes you do a large, large specialty, and you don't like any of them. So when you get that, it's really special. And I don't know if. If um, everyone in the sport understands, it's kind of like going to a museum and all of a sudden seeing the Mona Lisa for the first time. You know, you, I'm not calling the Golden Retrievers Mona Lisa. It's that experience <laughs> of seeing something that fills your eye and makes you yeah. feel good. Yeah, I really enjoyed myself. And there was some very good, even though it was a limited entry, it was still a very good entry. I had a really good time. Really good time. Oh, that's terrific. Well, and you're feeling better. I feel 100% better. Um yeah, I'm 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 back on the horse, Wayne. So. Good, good to hear. Well, of course, we're heading down to New Jersey together. We haven't judged together, have we? No, we haven't. Well, not officially. We're doing the double dose. We're doing the Cockers specialties back to back. Yeah, and we and have then, our buddy Eddie with us too next weekend. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. well, that'll yeah. be great fun. That'll be great fun. I have had the good fortune, and it's going to happen again this weekend, to be on the same panel with with David Kirkland, dear old friend. From the East Coast, now yeah, in North Carolina. He's a great guy. What a great dog, man, too. Yeah. Man, he can buy a dog for me any day. And it's great when you have someone like that on the panel and makes life fun. It's been I, a couple I always weeks. enjoy showing to David. I haven't been on a panel with him yet, but he was he was he was always he was easy to follow. He ran a great ring. He was good with the exhibitors. I I, I enjoy David. So yeah. I saw a miniature schnauzer that I really liked. No expert in the breed. Well. I got to run over to David and talk to him about it. And it was just, there's no points for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I learned more in that five minutes than any seminar they could teach me. Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And it's been a couple of weeks. We, I've been around a little bit. Um, it's been crazy busy and I'm leaving again tomorrow. I'm not sure I want to do this many in a row again, but um, gosh, when you're on Good pounds with good people and good dogs. It it does make it all that worthwhile. So um, last week was a blast. Yeah, where were you last week? Seattle. Yeah. Um, well, 
Enumclaw, actually, that you fly into Seattle. And the shows are terrific. The people could not be any nicer. The entries were big, um, almost 2,000 dogs every day. And it was just, when you get breed entries like that, well, big breed entries, oh, it makes it so much better. Yeah. So much better. I had a giant flat coat entry and Chessies and Goldens. And it was just one after the other. Britneys, just big entries of good dogs. And I really had a nice time and had a lot of nice breed winners. And more important, actually, speaking of Goldens, I don't know who this woman was. She walked in with a, I don't know, bred by puppy some class. And I said, and it was a it was a bitch. So the I'd seen my share of dogs. And I said to her, Oh, thank you for bringing a golden retriever. <laughs> and she just smiled. And we had a wonderful time. And I found some real nice dogs uh, from there on. And yeah. uh, it made it great, you know, made it fun. So and by the way, talk about panels. This was the ultimate for me. Not only David Kirkland, Elliot Weiss, and Jimmy Mitchell. We had the best time. Yeah, that would be great. You know, two so well-respected, wonderful guys, humans and judges and dogmen, just such great folks. The three of us were joined at the hip. We did everything together. We had so much fun. And better yet, we did something that we should always do when the three of us are together. You know, we grew up together on the East Coast. Uh, we, I brought Cheryl along with us because someone had to keep us in line well. Yeah, someone, sure. had say, yeah. someone had to say before you get on the boy, a van, you boys better make sure you go to the restroom. You know, uh, you, you need you get your flies up there, boys. You know, your toes, <laughs> <Right. close>, gentlemen. <laughs> you know, wipe your chin, boys. Wipe your chin. <laughs> it was great. She was terrific, as she always is at that kind of thing, and every and a lot of things. But um, we, as a group together, we just had the best time. The show, unfortunately, was hot. Uh, it was over a hundred before I got there. It was decent for us, low nineties, high eighties, but there was smoke from those wildfires. Well, and it is unhealthy for dog or beast. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah. The last day of the smoke was, you couldn't see the big mountains around the show site. Um, the grass was gone. It was just parched brown, um, dead grass so I was laughing. Bill McFadden had a pool and he was moving it. There was a rooster tail of dead grass and dust coming off wow. like a speedboat going through the river, you know, but, but the peep, the club is so nice and they could, they just couldn't be any kinder and uh, taking care of you. And um, there was definitely an issue with the hotel and it's something that, that no one, we, we enjoyed the show and the clubs and the dogs and the panel so much that you hated to complain, but the hotel, there was not only no food in it or near it, um, it was Uber ride away or to wherever you wanted to eat. And there wasn't even that many places. Yeah. And we get back late because the, the hotel was also a really good drive, 35 minutes or so from the hotel to the show. So by the time you get back, it's a big dog show too. Uh, goes a little later. One night, we just all sat in the breakfast room and um, ordered uh Panera Grubhub or DoorDash, whatever. Oh, I like Panera. <laughs> yeah, we had sandwiches late at night. Yeah. So, you know, clubs need to, I'm not saying it was, it was great. Everything was wonderful. 
but it's a big deal when you're doing four day, five day shows, you need to sleep and you need to eat. If you're going to be right, we're in the ring for eight hours standing up, you know, with a lunch break, maybe, and you need food. Um, You need good food, not just crap because you're on the road and you're, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of work. So uh, something that clubs need to keep in mind, even if it's a, you know, if it's a Denny's across the parking lot, you know, from a holiday and that just something and something you can walk to because it's tough to arrange Ubers for everybody. And yeah, by the way, Elliot and Jimmy could not believe that I could walk outside, hit a button and a car would show up. And I'd show them the picture of the car coming on the map, on the app. They were, their minds were completely blown. They'd never seen anything like oh, this. You know, <laughs> it's terrific. And by yeah. the way, that's how you got to get, it was a 30, it was a $70 uber ride from the airport that was far from the hotel too the good news is there's a casino closer to the showgrounds uh that is supposed to have a hotel finished by next year so they're going to have one has six restaurants in it oh, so hotel with all those restaurants and that's the missing gem because this is a super shows of super people great dogs and we really had a good time so that was one of those ones that energizes you when you work with uh great judges like that I did have one funny incident there. Um, and we should talk about this. Obviously, your handler, I worked for them. I even got paid to show dogs for Ralph Del Deo and had a van for a while. <laughs> but um, we, handlers are obviously a key to the sport, especially as it exists now. And we have tremendous love and respect for all of them. With that said, just because you're winning with a dog, doesn't magically make it a good one. Right. So if someone who really knows the breed doesn't give you the breed, don't think that you happen to know more than that judge necessarily. And don't think that you have the magic van. And when the dog got on there, he turned great. Because you've talked to other judges who really know, they'll say, I don't know how the heck that dog's winning. But, you know, that handler always wins with that breed, so they become a breed expert. And this becomes this transitions into a difficulty for judging, right? Because their template might be the dogs they won with, which might not be the dogs that are correct for evaluating breeding stock. Yeah. I tried to follow two rules when I was showing dogs, and I did the best I could was keep things in perspective and be realistic. Yeah. And you know when you overachieve, and you really right. you really do. And well, that, you do look at it from a breeder standpoint, Will. You you do embrace breed type and know what we're talking about. And by the way, if you're winning in one part of the country where it's easy, oh. you might, you might, you know. Oh, well, there's no question that sometimes it's geographically, you know, your yeah. positive side. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know you can, yeah, you, you know when 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 there was bigger entries in Bouviers, we always knew we could go somewhere Midwest and get a major for four dogs. Yeah. You know, yeah. You get to the point where you know that and it's it changes, it's dynamic. It's not that terriers in um in the middle eastern states, uh eastern, you know, New England basically, New Jersey, Virginia, that strip for terriers was, you know, when you had Peter there and you and you had uh Bobby Clyde and every and you know, all those people there. Boy, terriers were quality. They were bringing good dogs. And that era shifts around the country with different breeders and different owners and different shows. 
Um, so it's not always in this. It's not like you can say English setters are always better in New England right. or Virginia. It does shift around, but there are those pockets where it's easier to win. Let's face it. Oh, there's no question. I've given dogs groups in areas where I couldn't give them breeze in other areas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, just, just the way it goes. It, it's again, it comes back to we can't make them what they're not. We can only sort them. So yeah, and so we can do. And sometimes uh, you'll get, you'll, you'll have people that you know can't believe you gave that dog winner's dog. Yeah, well, you weren't there. Let me exactly. tell you, exactly. I was. I would have paid his entry fee to have him that day. Right. And, you know, if I see him in another entry, he probably won't even make the cut in a seven dog class. So um, yeah. That's the way it goes, right? Anyway, some great people out there, great handlers, great exhibitors, great breeders, great panel. Loved you, Eamon Claw. Had a great time. And uh, Betty Winthers, bless your heart. Um, it was good to see her out there. And so many others. Uh, they drive They have these lovely women um, who have been around the sport a very long time uh, driving around in golf carts, which is just so cute. They're adorable. Anyway. Don't you? Well, I, and I appreciate them all the time, but you know they're not driving on the roads for real. And then you get in the golf cart with them, and they back up. They think they're going forward. <laughs> it's, it's an issue. It's Hold an on. <laughs> I said, Delia. There are a bunch of us were driven to, I won't say where, um, but the woman, the person driving us that she could barely see over a steering wheel and she was very nerve wracking that one of the other judges in the, in the vehicle said, maybe you should pull over and let me drive. <laughs> <laughs> Get there in one piece. We had a great van driver in Eamon Club. It's a good thing because it was far. And some angels came by too, right? Like the last day, um, Cheryl, who thinks of everything says, uh, the van was great. We're all in there. There was a seat for everybody, but you know, it was, there was no extra room for, you know, a box of chocolates. So it was tight. How are we going to get the luggage to the show? So that when we leave the show to go to the airports. Oh, good point. So this wonderful Lisa from the pointer club came down from the heavens in her van and said, just leave your luggage at the hotel. I'll, pick it all up and bring it to the grounds for you so you can all head out. And when she heard about the food thing, she took Elliot and Cheryl and Jimmy and I to this restaurant on her own. Cause it's, you know, it's a $20 Uber ride everywhere you go. Drove us down there, dropped us off and said, she'd pick us up after dinner and bring us back to the hotel. Aww. Those are the people that just jump in and do their job. You know, it was great. It was great. Um, so I want to, before we forget, the weather there was, you know, it was tough with the smoke. Is there ever going, and I'm judging in a man in Illinois this week uh, with David Kirkland, <laughs> and it's going to be 96, uh, 98. When do we call it too hot, Will? Yeah, you, you, you have to make that decision. I remember being on the summer circuit, and, you know, we all have box mans and air conditioning, but it was so hot one year at the Kingston show that I called all my clients and say, we are not showing today. We are mm -hmm. just going to stay in the air conditioning and let our dogs relax. And it was the middle of a circus. They kind of needed that day anyway. But it yeah. was you couldn't breathe out there, Wayne. It, yeah. it was so hot. Well, I don't know if... 
I don't care what people think, their political aspirations or proclivities. I just do know that if you don't believe there's some change in the weather, you didn't get a C in basic science when you were in fourth grade. You got an F because there's no doubt that there's change. I don't care what you think caused it. There's no doubt. When, when I was working for Gary, we had fans. Yeah. <laughs> we had fans. And so, no dog worried about, you know, they ate, they slept. Yeah. He might say, okay, put the fan to the back of the truck now. That was, that was it. You know, it was never. Uh, we're at 99 degrees, 98 degrees, 89 degrees every weekend now. Uh, we have a hurricane about to hit Tampa. Cat four in the beginning of the first week of September. We had hurricanes in August. Um it's just, it's different. Ask the people in California and Texas what they're putting up with. The wildfires are wild, constant. Wildfires up here, you know. It's, constant. Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, when is there, is there going to be an air quality cutoff? Is there going to, it's measurable, you know, the particulates in the air, the smoke is measurable. Is there going to be a cutoff for that? Is there going to be a cutoff for temperature? Are we going to show in 102 degrees? Um, you know, we're people. We can figure it out. Dogs, I just don't know, Will. There's got to be something. And if we're driven into more indoor show facilities, that's going to cost more. So I'm not saying that's to happen today, but we need to start thinking of the future and what's going to happen here. Uh, I don't know if we can keep having these shows in this heat. Uh, and by the way, when you're surrounded by smoke between mountains and the grass is just brown, as someone who's not from there, I'm thinking one match, we're toast. Yep. It was so dry. And they have those signs with little meters, you know, likely, extremely. And it was an extremely, whatever, dry heat warning for uh, fire warning. Extreme, you know, whatever it's called, caution. You see those. You see the dead grass. You're in this valley surrounded by smoke. And you're thinking, hmm, hope we can get out of here. And then... There was a fire, and I, it was, I don't know if it was a motorhome or a grill or a generator or whatever. It was very small, extinguished immediately. But when you saw the fire crew and the volunteers running with absolute fright in their eyes to put that out, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, it was difficult. But something we have to think about, folks, keeping us and our dogs safe, is it worth it? When is that? When when is the hurricane supposed to hit Florida? Today. Today. Oh my God. No, no, no. Is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Today, I think tonight, maybe. But boy, our thoughts are with you. You know, the good thing about dog shows, and well, there's a lot of things, though, is that you know the dog people are going to rally around this and go help people that they can. But they're evacuating a good portion of that area in, in Florida. And Cedar Key, a hundred people are still there holding out. Uh I don't know what they think they're going to do, but you know, just, yeah, just do it again. stay safe and go do back it. when it's safe. Yeah, I just my hearts go out to you, folks down there. And I hope you and your dogs are safe. Um, gosh, it's just something that you have to think about more now than ever. They're stronger; the water's warmer, so they pick up more more energy. And anyway, it's frightening. Uh, yeah. So there we have it. Um, something to be cautious about. I'm judging in a very <laughs> hot weather report this weekend. Where are you going, Will? 
Where George, am I going? I'm going to Windsor Kennel Club and the Essex County Kennel Club. And I'm exhibiting this weekend, first time in like two months. Terrific. It'll Good be fun. You. I'm going to take the Irish Setter and the Beagle there and see how I hold up. Let's, let's, I'd like to hold up for the whole weekend, but if not, if I get tired, I'll come home, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it'll be good, good to see my friends and hang out and just be a, a regular dog show exhibitor again, you know. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, it was a long. That was almost two months I was out, so like I, I, I had the odd foray where I, I judged in Edmonton, which was wonderful. I had a great time judging in Edmonton, and seeing all the dogs out there. But I was still in the midst of not being well, so when I got home, I was exhausted. So it's gonna take you a while, bud. Yeah, I, I feel the way I feel today. I could dance a jig, Wayne. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's because it, I feel well, good. Let's see the jig. <laughs> you have to stare into your radios real close, but you can see William right now. He's got the kilt. He's got the hat. Well, he's got the whole thing going on. It's spectacular. <laughs> don't worry. We'll be happy. Um, but I was really happy, like, even last weekend, you know, because entries have been have been lower lately, to see two shows within four or five hours each other in Ontario mm-hmm. and have those kind of numbers, you know, it's, it's, I had a bit of an argument with somebody about, they were saying, well, the show site's not very good. That's why our entry's down. And I said, that's not why your entry's down. You have to put more effort into your judging panel. We've had mm-hmm. the same show site for 20 years. People yeah. deal with show sites if they're going to get a good judging panel. Now, uh, so this this past two weekends we had a there was a good judging panel at both shows and they drew good entries at both shows. Yeah, it worked in Eamon Claw. Big yeah. entries out there, um, and that's not easy to get to. By the way, check out. Ask your friends about what airport you're flying in and out of. Seattle is a disaster. Is it? When we. Checked out of the hotel. We had a great, a wonderful person running the front desk. And uh, smart guy. We talked about all kinds of stuff. But he said to me, you need to be at the airport at least two, two and a half hours early. We're on an eight o'clock flight. And he said, yeah, you need to leave here at five. Wow. And we're 10 minutes from the airport. He wasn't wrong. We have TSA and clear, Cheryl and I. So we had no problem. But if you just had TSA or just had clear or had nothing, they tell me the lines go out to the parking lot. Is that like Nexus up here? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. You you just have to plan. You have to know how long those TSA lines are going to be before you plan your flights. Um, I would have gotten there an hour and a half ahead of time, hour ahead of time. And we would have not made our plan. Well, we would have. But people that weren't TSA and clear wouldn't have made it. And that's something to be cautious about. Know your airport. This is Delta, a major airline. They had two people, two people, checking in people who needed boarding passes and had luggage to drop off. And two people that you could self-tag your luggage and check in with them. So four total. Two and two. If you needed a boarding pass, two. And it took a long time to get through that line before you're on the TSA line. Yeah. So pay attention to those things. You do the pre-check-in online sometimes? Yeah, I do all that. Yeah. I I preach. I check in the minute I can on my phone, and I have my electronic ticket, um, but I don't trust it. So I print out my 
boarding pass too yeah. on paper. Once I was, I mentioned this on the air, we went, we were all ready to board the plane. And all of a sudden there was an announcement that the app went down and everyone had to go get a paper ticket to get on the plane. Wow. So I always have the backup. And when they asked me, did you want a, a printed boarding pass? I said, yes, you did look at the year I was born when you checked my ID, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten now, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting smarter now because I've just been doing carry on too. I just been I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I don't know why I just can't do it. And I'm getting better at packing. But when you're judging three shows in a row, bud, it's hard to do a carry on. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done three days yet. I've done two days and, and I've, I've done carry on. It's been it's been a godsend. <laughs> Especially if you are carrying, if you don't know if it's going to rain or be hot or cold, and you're throwing in rain gear and maybe an extra jacket and stuff you weren't planning on. Uh, it can pile up pretty good. But you do get, I used to want to be a super, super fly, you know, gorgeous suits with matching everything for three days. Um, then I watched some of my seasoned friends with one blue blazer, one pair of khakis, and maybe one other sport jacket. <laughs> and they just mix and match for the yeah. weekend and don't really care. One of my friends in Seattle had one pair of lovely khakis with a particular ink stain on it. <laughs> That that worked just fine all three days. No one knows but me. It was fine. You remember because, the Judge Hans Bernardi? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hans used to have one soup for the whole weekend because mm, he didn't like care. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was a hot weekend. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then you. This is before your time. There's a guy named Frank Foster Davis. Three three listeners remember. He wouldn't even wear the the club's uh, judge's badge. He had a ribbon to match his suit. Oh, and his handkerchief and everything else. It was. Uh, we had one like that too. We had a Mr. Morley Thornton. He was like that up here too. He everything. He was you know he he was fancy white, every day. He had a white handkerchief in one pocket and a blue one in the other pocket. And if you had any indication there was chalk in your dog, out came the blue one. Oh, Wipe your dog and check. If it was greasy, he'd take the white one out, run it back into yeah. Yeah. No one used product then, Will. Not under Frank Foster Davis. He also, I believe this is true. I believe he's, you know, I've got my shoe buffer. We all know about my shoe buffing machine. I'm a little fanatic about shiny shoes. Um, he is the one that I understand bought the one for the AKC's men's room. So when I worked at 51 Madison up in the vice president's loop, we had our own bathroom with the shoe polisher, Will. From Frank Foster Davis. We had shiny shoes, Will. By the way, in Eamon Claw, I had shiny shoes in the morning. By 9.15, they were covered in black soot. Oh, dirt. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Rough. But uh, yeah, my dry cleaner had a picnic when I came back. Here's some... <laughs> yeah, shake these out and clean them for That's me. Please. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it was a big weekend of dog shows last weekend, Will. Um, Santa Barbara. Um, knocking it out of the park. Big entries, good quality, had a great weekend. Um, the shows in Minnesota had big numbers. And overall, and, you know, Mr. Data, we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the only thing I did the data. I didn't get into Mondays and Tuesdays. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there were seven shows uh, each day uh, in America, this is. And the numbers were really good. If you take Sunday... If you take out the lowest entry, which was pretty low, and you just take the other six out of the seven, 
the average entry was 1,000. No, that's not true. Where is it? Wrong pad. Here it is. 1,182 on Saturday was the average entry. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's man. real good. That's yeah, two, yeah. three times as sure. And if you take out the low liar again on Sunday, 1,047. And if you take it out on Friday, 964. That's really good. Um, there was, and I feel, I hate to even bring this up because these are good people trying really, really hard. But International just didn't get that. And um, I feel terrible. I hope those people find a way. They worked so hard and so creatively. But on Friday, there was 536 entries and only 389 showed up. So the absentee rate of 28% um, at the IKC show itself on Saturday, the big day, uh, there were 481 that showed up, 23% absentees, and sadly, one major. And that's why the absentees, though. Yeah, the majors aren't happened. showing up. People aren't coming coming to show their dogs. So there were four Toy Manchester Terrier bitches, and that's how the major was won, by beating three dogs. So... Um, uh, I hope there's a turnaround there, but it is an indication that I don't think people want to show in the city because they did everything right. Yeah, um, the pictures look good. Everything looked good. You know, it's... you don't get the gate. You don't get the entries. I just think it's hard to have a dog show in the city anymore. Well, we, we had a show last year, their old Euro Kennel Club. We had it in conjunction with the Royal Winter Fair, which is downtown Toronto. It's expensive. It's expensive parking. It's expensive eating. It's expensive getting a hotel room. The, the traffic becomes a problem. Our our entry suffered because of it. There's no question. People just didn't want to go downtown Toronto. Yeah. It's, it's just too much of a hassle when you can go to, you know, Belleville and, and enjoy your time, you know. It's... And the same day that International had 624 entries, 481 in competition, right up the road, five hours in Minnesota, they had 1,517 dogs entered. Or is that Lake Elmo shows? That was those yeah, ones? Lake Elmo. But you've got RV parking. You've got places, and it's in the country. It's cheaper to go to. Um, they had a good panel. but uh, And there was, you know, the shows were scattered between those in Illinois, Massachusetts, California, Minnesota, Kansas, Virginia, Kentucky. So there were five and six hours between each show. There weren't the 200-mile thing. Uh, but you could go. If you're in the middle of of anywhere between Chicago and and Nebraska, you can get to Minnesota uh, relatively quick. Yeah. But people also don't want to go around the bottom of the lake in Chicago to get to International because of traffic. The bottom of the lake oh. is really bad in Chicago. Well, so let's face it. Like even when we had Westminster at the Garden, we were all excited about it, but there was always that little apprehension that oh, the city, oh, the city. It's I mean, you, you always put so much money aside for your Westminster dog show because you had to have that parking. Your truck was hundred odd dollars a day back then. And I don't know what it is now, but oh, probably 300. And, <laughs> so, so I can't imagine. And it's and, and I, and let's face it, we're not going to miss it, but it was, it was one of those you know, trepidation about going to New York was going to New York. Yeah. And Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, when that was in the city, but I remember Jim Edwards and I both parked next to each other in the in the garage, and we both came out, and our windows were shattered, and our stuff was stolen. Yeah, and you worry about that stuff going into the cities these days. And um, I don't know. I love 
the Big Apple. I love cities. I love going in there and doing things, but their neighborhood you go to, neighborhood you don't, and not everybody likes it. Um, and a lot of them don't go back twice. You know, if you well, there's so much rest, choice now. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, isn't RV parking become a big deal? It's a three, when it was a two day weekend, you got a hotel room. Now that they're all clusters, four and three and six days, people want to stay in their RV on the grounds. Yeah, it's the closest and thing to home they have on the road, right? This show we're, I'm going to this weekend in Amana, I'm sorry. Yeah, Amana, Iowa. It's at an RV park. It's at a, I've not been. But I looked it up online, and it's it's where Tiffin had their rally, which is the biggest, one of the biggest, fanciest motorhomes rallies there are. They had their rally there. So you know that the RV camping is extraordinary. And maybe that's why they drew a giant entry this weekend. You're um, going to get to meet my good friends Mike and Sandy John. I am. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I was only going there to do the Beagle uh, specialty for the um, National Beagle Club. Not the national, it's the uh, Midwestern Regional, I believe, but it's National Big Club hosts it. And uh, Erica Wyatt's doing it. I'm doing it. And I think Leslie Hiltz might be doing, because there's three or four days, but we're on the panel. I'm doing the actual separate specialty on Saturday, I guess. I have no. so much fun with Leslie. When we're exhibiting together, I have so much fun with her. Yeah. She's, she's the best. She's the best. Fun. So it'll be fun. And then the Aubrey, and then they called me to see if I would, again, uh, a judge can't show up for all their sporting breeds. So on Sunday, I'm staying to do those. That happens more now, too, I think, than it used to, where judges, for one way or the other, can't make it and, um, yeah. and call in. But it was in time to be in the judging program, which helps the uh, the exhibitors a bit. Yeah, I had so, to cancel my first show this past seven weeks. I've been ill. I had to cancel a show in New Brunswick because I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Yeah, so... And Billy Kendrick wasn't around anymore. Well, to cover for you, the only no. you know, <laughs> he wasn't around. Well, <laughs> he was about I don't know fifty years too late. Anyway, um, yeah, the entries were great this weekend. Um, I'm real happy for even Southern Indiana. You know, um, nine hundred and twenty-two places. Topeka, nine hundred and fifty-five. Saint Croix, thousand uh, sixty-four. Uh, it's good signs. That is know. a good sign. Yeah, yep. and they're all over the country. It was spread evenly, like Kansas, Manhattan, over a thousand, Minnesota, over a thousand, California, of course, over a thousand, uh, Massachusetts, hanging at nine hundred, um, Kentucky, around nine hundred, and um, it was just you know a big weekend. So, yeah, again, my heart goes out to the hard work that people put into IKC, and I hope they can find some way around it. But um, you know, people don't. The gate doesn't want to go. The cities, that's true. It's true in Philadelphia. It's true. That's why they move those things out. Boy, you'd want to capture that charm again, wouldn't you, though, Will? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Those shows had so much, like you said, charm. They really did. And, and I don't know if it's ever going to come back. So Everybody was rooting for them to make it happen. And, um, gosh, they did so much. But, you know, you try it and see what happens and you go from there. Um, I hope they figure out a way. We all, I think we all do. Um, we want shows to succeed. Who doesn't want shows to succeed? Well, that's, that's an iconic show. You know, it's a show that you think about in your memory banks that was a top yeah. five show in America. Yeah, and who would think that, you know, St. Elmo, Minnesota, St. Croix would be the big one that weekend yeah. at 15, 17. That's three times the entries in, in um, Chicago. So, yeah, it'll sort out. 
The good news is I haven't seen a weekend where the average, with taking Chicago out of it, where the average is over a thousand every, and that's just not happened in a long time. So I think we are coming back. Well, I think very we are. Good sign, very good sign. Real pleased about that because I've been tired of seeing 600, 700, 600, 700. So, oh, and by the way, here's the difference. And like I said, I don't want to beat it up. There was one, only one major international, but there are 35 majors in Massachusetts. There were 24 majors in Doswell. There were 28 majors in Kansas. The major numbers were large. You know, when you're over 20 majors, 25, 30 majors at every other show, that's a big deal. Yeah, most definitely. Um, when you get to Doswell on, on Sunday where people start to leave, there were still 21 majors. But And this is, this is the difference between an entry. When the entries are 600, you've got to take that 20, 30% off. So you're going to get 400. And that's hard to draw majors because when people see that, they don't go. So that's where you're right. at. Until the champions only show. But when you get a thousand dog, a 1400, 1500 dog show, and you can get 36 majors like they did um, at some of these shows this weekend, uh, 35 majors at, at Newton in Massachusetts, 35. That's amazing. Good yeah. And, but when you draw an entry that's over a thousand, people look and go, yeah. I can get, I can, I I can go to, their absentees were only 18% instead of 28% because people know they can go. And Sundays do fall off everywhere now. And I guess it's because when you have a four day cluster, either dogs finish and they go home or they get tired of getting beat and they go home or they're just tired and they yeah, go home. Just exhaustion comes into effect at that point. I know I always just like three-day dog shows. Whenever I had a four-day dog show, I stopped. This is just one day too many. <laughs> yeah, it tends to go that way. It tends yeah. to go that way. But I don't know, bud. Um, I know you wanted to mention a... Oh, yes. I, I, yes this, is a, I'm, this past weekend in uh, B.C., Cranbrook, B.C., Ginny Line iconic judge either side of the border she's done so much for our sport um she, she just she's just always been one of those people that you almost put on a pedestal because you want her opinion and you you admire everything she's done in the sport i we believe this was going to be her last best in show assignment in canada and i my question is I'm, I'm really tentative about talking about this, but it, it makes me very angry. Is how much is a strip of ribbon worth? You know, um, Ginny, who's who's bred beautiful dogs, judged all over the world, is admired by everyone. This was gonna. This we don't know for sure, but this may have been her last assignment, and it fell on her birthday too, for one thing. Oh, and. An, uh, an event happened where a handler who is very close to, to Ginny Line walked into her best and show ring and she, as Ginny would be integrity wise, she excused him, excused the handler for, you know, personal oh. reasons. And, um, you know, and the handler took it very poorly. The handler took it poorly and to the point where. It ruined Ginny's Virginia Lions weekend. She uh -huh. she cried. She she 
know, and this was all for, and I'm going to tell you, this was a 120 dog dog show. And this dog, this handler has won hundreds of best in shows. It's very prominent. But to disrespect someone like Ginny Line, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't care who you are. It's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. And we've watched this go on all year long. And and and, and ribbon snatching, angry when you lose, and not angry because you. Not but you've gone reserve best in show. Angry because you didn't go best in show. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where you are a bully to people around you. And it just really upset me when I found out this was done to Ginny. I I I've it should it it shouldn't be done to anyone. Right. But you know the degree of respect when it's done to Ginny. And I, I, I hate even saying this, but if I'd been there, I might be suspended right now. Yeah. Because it made me so angry to hear about it. I, I got so many phone calls. And this handler has been a friend of mine for years. And I've watched this happen this past couple of years where the narcissistic, and that's all, that's all I can t- say it is it's very narcissistic. They think they should win every time. And and records, we go to records now. No one's going to give a rat's ass about that dog's record because all they're going to remember is the behavior of that handler. And I feel bad for the sport. I feel bad for the dog. I feel bad for the dog's owner. I feel bad for all of us in general because that is not... There were handlers in that area, one being Susan Tillman, who I think is the lady of our dog shows. And I don't know how she would react if she had seen this happen. I, yeah. I think, and 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 I don't know if it, I don't know what to say. I don't I don't know what I'm going to say to this handler next time I see them. I don't know what I'm going to do. It just made me when I kept getting phone call after phone call. Then I went to verify with somebody. I'm telling you, Wayne, I started to shake. I was getting so angry, and I don't get angry. Yeah, we know. Yeah, and and I. I, I just don't know what else to do about it, and I feel so sorry. And if he does, or if this handler doesn't crawl on hands and knees and beg Ginny's forgiveness, I'm never going to forgive them. So it's ridiculous. It's out of control. And, and like you said, it's horrible to do to anybody. Ginny is internationally revered and respected and admired. I mean, she is Ginny. But it doesn't. But even at that, you just don't do that to anybody. You don't. And and I understand. Like you don't do it to anyone. But the Ginny has done so much for this handler in their career. For him, for them to disrespect her like that, it's a disgrace to the sport. It's a disgrace to the sport. And. I've seen things happen throughout the years and and people make mistakes and and they're hot-headed. This is continuously. And I can't imagine doing it to someone that was that important to you in your upbringing in this sport. All for this piece of a goddamn strip of ribbon that was worth 120 points. You know, it just... no, I understand, Will, and I'd be mad I'm too. I'm going to have to go downstairs and punch in my punching bag for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I can lighten up. I had a funnier one of those happen. First time since I was licensed in 19, when I, I, 31 years ago, whatever the hell that was, that this ever happened to me, I got a funny one of those. I got, this is, you and I knew exactly who this was immediately, but it, it was a, a person who sent uh, anonymous letter, no return, uh, no return address, and even had a dog chew off the corner so you <laughs> couldn't see the, the postmark, and then stole photographs from Melissa Hampton's, a great photographer and, and great person, stole photographs from her website. This is proof in giant letters all over the top, so you knew they were stolen, right? And then drew on each person's dog all the bad things about them and sent it to me. <laughs> there how's that feel wayne oh, i'm so upset i mean it's just, i couldn't stop laughing and what i'd like to do and the people are in the pictures too i might i'm judging why i'm in our specialty next week maybe i'll take these pictures and scotch tape them to the judges table so all the people can see their pictures and see what this clown did and he by the way about about their dogs. Dogs. <laughs> yeah it's there here's, here's a picture of you and your dog you might want to call this guy he really he really ate your Chances dog are we'll find out who it is when they all gang up on him <laughs> i think we already know but you know the funny part of course is anybody can catch a picture of a dog oh. looking bad, right? Oh, Anybody no can question. do that. No question. And this is the day that it was a it was a hurricane and a storm and the and the lightning strikes and they stopped the show. So the dogs weren't necessarily looking their best anyway. I mean, just too funny. But well, I remember uh, a best in show lineup at Westminster one time and a very famous, beautiful dog, obviously because they won the group there. They stopped to bait, and I don't know what happened. It could have been gas, could have been anything, but there's that split second where they just look. <laughs> And someone took that photo, and it lasted forever. Of course. And you know that, so that's not the dog, mm -hmm. but it was for that millisecond. <laughs> I had one of the best moving pointers, well, maybe I've ever seen, never mind had, and someone took an incredible moving shot of him at Detroit Kennel Club. Another show was in a city at Cobo Hall that finally couldn't make it because no one wanted to go down. That was a rough neighborhood, right? No one wanted to go there anymore. Anyway, it was a big show back then, televised. And this pointer, Ernie, was his name? I, I remember. I was there that weekend. So. Were you? Yep. Gorgeous. Yep. He won the briefing classes and at one first or second in the group. I don't forget. Anyway, beautiful picture of him moving. I mean, just the perfect movement picture, right? Perfect. And there's another picture by the same photographer. Three steps later, he showed me both, and I couldn't stop laughing because, you know, there's going to be a step or a turn where they can look like a twisted pretzel. And you can catch that moment oh. and say, this is how he moves. <laughs> or, oh, wait, this is how he moves. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. I got a good kick out of it, especially the effort they went through um, to steal the pictures of some photographer site and drawing them and there's one that has that has pictures on it that i don't even know what he's talking about but he's stupid enough to put the people's pictures in it so they're all going to get them <laughs> i'm judging the weimar especially on the sunday i believe i hope i hope he does the same thing to me <laughs> well i'll give you these pictures well and you can make sure i go through the ring oh, oh. <laughs> you can make sure you don't these terrible dogs evidently oh my what a world what a world. Yeah. Anyway, they're out there. They are definitely out there. But, well, I've got a role. I've got uh, things to do and meetings to, I don't know, why do I, I'm retired. And all I do is go to meetings and appointments. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. Anyway, there my you have My arm's set for when I have to have my next insurer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
in cure time. Oh, hope it's cold. <laughs> Do you have your favorite flavor yet? Oh, chocolate. It's always chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Some people, you know, you never know. Anyway, um, all that and more right here on the dog show drive. I do have um so much more to talk about because we were off for three weeks, was it? Well, yeah, yeah. So maybe we should um reset and 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 catch up earlier next week. We'll see how that goes. I know we both have crazy schedules this weekend. My next week's not too bad for me. So but and we'll see each other maybe we'll go live in Westchester, Will. Live from Westchester. We could do that. You never know. Never know. Anyway, look forward to it. Hey, bud. Have a good one. Hope I'm glad you're feeling better, and it's good to be back. So Thank well. you, listeners, for tolerating our old episodes. If you did torture yourself by listening to them, especially some of the early ones, which were pretty funny. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mama still likes them. Yeah. Hey, think of you in Tampa and all of Florida, obviously. And stay safe. Um, keep your dogs out of these temperatures if you can. And think about how much a ribbon costs, because this is out of control sometimes. That's right. Be safe right, out there, guys, and we will see you down the road. It's good to be back. Party on, Greg. No way. Way. Better be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for the answer. <laughs> Ernie can use this in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Taking yourself so damn seriously. Wait, I'm falling apart. Don't rest. Extraordinary. Thing we got around the world. Same, 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 sir. We didn't mention hockey. Isn't that unbelievable? Quite bad, Doc. Yeah, they want to see it in a blueprint. Uh, this is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wayner. Don't lose it, Doc. Hot, hot. Don't use that one, dog. Don't use that one, dog.